0: Did you see that my clap, like my hands, very nearly missed each other? You can't get
1: your nails in contact with each other. They're too beautiful. My nails.
0: Hey, party people! Hi. Thanks for your patience.
1: We've been busy. Um, yeah, two thirds of our little tiny team got married. Congratulations to Abby and Adam. Oh my God! Thank you! Thank you! It's a beautiful wedding. Most of you listening It was.
0: We're there. We're there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, no, this is main feed. This is main feed. So oh, maybe yes. some people are yeah. listening that weren't there.
1: Um. So yeah, so there's just been a lot going on in everyone's lives. Um, I wish we were getting paid to do this, but sadly we still have to like go to work and have jobs. And so, yeah.
0: I don't want to have a job. Who I want to have a nap.
1: Does? I don't dream... Of labor.
0: Of labor. So, (laughs) the end.
1: Yeah. I did feel like everyone, you tell everyone about the podcast, and I really appreciate it because I basically tell nobody, but everyone who I met... At the wedding, we're like, "Oh, I know you. You're you do the spooky song. You know this." Guy. I'm like, "Yeah, that's me. Can't you? You don't recognize me?" In, In the flesh,
0: you're a celebrity. Like a, it was great to have a you. Floating
1: voice anymore? Yeah. So
0: no, you're a real person with a real face.
1: It's real. It's here. Is it? It's there. Is anything real? That's that's the question. No. No. Speaking of body image, I feel like we're. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were, we were just talking about Taylor Swift um and her worst nightmare being um being looking like a fat person. So like sorry her. to Taylor Swift being looking like and uh so sorry for her struggle. Um It must be hard to be rich. So welcome to this, Yeah.
1: Oh white um, and
0: rich got suck I'm not suck.
1: downplaying anybody's body image issues, but like I'm sure everyone will have an easier time with more money and she's got it so what are you going to do yeah
0: and she's weird. and i don't get her i just don't get it like I, don't get it. I feel like she's been problematic for years like do you remember when she made that like safari like colonizing oh, music video and it was like set in africa in the 20s or oh, something no. and she was like to- it was like this total like orientalist view of the continent i was like ma'am Mademoiselle. Please stop. Cease and desist. Lady. Gal pal. (laughs) Cease and desist. I. Cist and desist. Which I think is a.
1: Stop and die. Housewives thing. Oh. Um. I have not watched a Taylor Swift music video since I was in high school. And she made that one where she's nerdy. Because she's wearing glasses. And she like gets the guy across the street from her or whatever. That's the last one I've ever seen. And that one was also trash. Oh yeah. Like. Excuse me, wearing glasses makes you a nerd. Sometimes it's the Venn diagram is the circle, Listen, but sometimes it's not.
0: Okay, I don't even know what a nerd is. It's like such a weird concept. The, it doesn't exist. Yeah, nerd
1: culture is like in the Guys, the, the point is,
0: someone needs to knock Taylor Swift down a few pegs, yeah. and um, we're the people to do it. We are the brave trailblazers okay. that are going to do it. I really
1: don't remember what it's from and i'm going to have to look it up later but it's like um someone says you're white smile like you got it all going That does for sound you. familiar. Yeah, i'm going to google it later. But anyway, that's what my advice to you Taylor Swift. You're white. Smile.
0: I would say stop dating predatory older men and then maybe your quality of life will improve. Um, bum, bum, bum.
1: She's in her 30s. Well, no, now, that, so, like, whatever. that's no man, true. That's no true. She's, man is chasing she's her. elderly
0: like us. But, like, oh my God. Well, it's not her fault. Like, disgusting old men kind of cased her. Like, John Mayer or whatever. Oh, John like, he Mayer, ew. Right? I forgot about that. Ew to the max. Who ew?
1: Yeah, um, his face. Those stupid songs he sings, yeah, Blech. I just like shut just up. quiet. Yeah. Anyway,
0: <laughs> this is the spooky succubus cast—an anti-racist, anti-capitalist, intersectional feminist look at horror movies with Abby and Rebecca. I'm Abby. I'm Rebecca. And today we're talking about something that is beyond our scope of knowledge, um, and that's *Pan's Labyrinth*, of uh, a 2006 film written and directed by Guillermo del Toro. Which is set post Spanish Civil War, um, which is a very, very complicated political conflict. Listen, I am dumb. We're <laughs> stupid.
1: Um, if you like want historical facts and not just like conjecture about social norms and like social standings, maybe go somewhere else. I we're gonna make jokes and we're gonna like talk about how hot the commies are and how ugly the fascists are, and that's it. And I don't know what else we can do. I just, like, I wish I had
0: the time to be smarter about this. But I also was like, I want to read this, like, a book about this that's not written by, like, a white imperialist. And I was struggling to find... Any such sources So if you're out there And you have a favorite book On the Spanish Civil War Just let us know um,
1: I do want to know more About the Spanish Civil War And I I'm also I'm very interested
0: in it as well Don't
1: want to forget the fact that uh, The Spanish are, are colonizers are Have colonized Whole swaths of land um, And are just as bad If not worse um, Than the British So, I really take that into account with the sympathies. Yeah, keep in mind, Rachel. So, I I
0: kind of see the Spanish, like the Spanish um, revolutionaries, as I like am equating them to the IRA. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, (laughs) I saw this tweet that was like. Um, who was the prime minister when Queen Elizabeth died is going to be a God-tier
1: trivia question in like 20 years. (laughs)
0: Because it
1: was like 40 days or whatever. Too bad they resigned. So what's his name? Turfs? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Liz Turf. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I, listen, there's a lost episode of the podcast out there. In my computer, Dana. yeah, Chucky he's <laughs> <Is> gone. <one laughs> Bread, day. Bride, we were gonna do
0: Bride of Chucky to celebrate the wedding, but then um, Rebecca's computer corrupted it's, the file, so maybe it will get recovered. And maybe there will be a like, yeah, a bonus episode, a lost episode, a lost episode one day, <laughs> when we're like
1: really ha- like we need to record, but we haven't watched a movie, which happens, it but
0: happened. it was like so good. I feel like it was a really good episode.
1: So it's gone
0: to the ether this now. Is, this
1: is not the first time that I, bad hair. There's also a lost episode of bad hair out there, but we took one on the chin and recorded it again. So
0: I, I just like was oh, like, so I can't. God. I can't go back. I got to go forward. Oh, and then I think we recorded the first hour of House of a Thousand Corpses, but I wasn't, I hadn't pressed record. Oh, yeah. I forgot
1: about it. <laughs> so there's a few times.
0: Listen, no one is helping us do this. It's just us and my husband. I can say that now. Uh, woo, on
1: the On the editor and like... Yeah, we're doing our best. We, like, this is like we're Nirvana in the garage before we were discovered. You know, it's like we are trying. We're trying, okay. No one can say we're not trying. So I wrote. I read. I wrote down the plot again. So I think it's actually again my turn to read. It's my. It's actually. I thought it was my turn because I, I read Bride of Chucky, which is lost to the time. Yeah. So it's it's. So it's so it's still oh, technically. So
0: it's still your turn. Well, do you want to do it? I can also do it. Let's flip a coin.
1: I wrote it down. Listeners.
0: Okay, wait. I can I can find a coin. <laughs>
1: um, hold on. I'm going to get it. Get a coin. Uh, I, I could flip uh, a racer. Uh, I could, we could randomly pick a number. can. Where are you finding this coin? How do you know where your coins are? You're so comfortable.
0: And she's back. I do have a quarter. Uh, Sorry about the grunt I had to make to stand up. I'm getting older. Okay. Call it. Okay. Heads.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It fell on the ground. It's tails. It's tails. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Ooh, now I'm tired from that <laughs> <laughs> exertion. And that's why you're you were so comfortable. You had to get up to get a quarter. I probably could have gone to look for one, but there it's probably downstairs.
0: I really need to to take a shower and change my sheets, and it's gonna like reset my life. Do you ever do that? Like clean sheets, clean you, just like best night of sleep you'll have. Yeah clean sheets they but different. I've washed my hair approximately like two times since the wedding which was like 20 days Ooh. ago so, or, or like I don't know whatever who cares alright <clears throat> we open on a little girl breathing heavily and bleeding she's lying in a stone structure what could it be? <laughs> A voiceover tells of an underground realm free of lies and pain, where a princess lived and dreamt of the human world. She escaped, where she w- but she was blinded by the sun and lost her memory of her former life. She eventually died, but her father, like king of the underworld, believed she would be returned to him. We cut to the present day, which again is 1944, five years after fascists took control of the Spanish government.
1: Blech. Gross. Ew!
0: Fascists. A mother and daughter, Carmen and Ophelia, travel into the Spanish countryside to meet Carmen's new husband, Captain Vidal, Um, and Carmen is pregnant with his child. They arrive and meet Vidal, who is an evil fascist slash phalangist, which is like a different kind of fascist, but still a fascist. (laughs) Um, Ophelia sees a stick insect Which leads her to a nearby labyrinth As they unpack Um, And then she meets Mercedes uh, Who is the Housekeeper in her Stepfather's home
1: And they warm up to each other But before that when they're driving she puts an eye Into a stone like relic Which like sets in motion All of the things I'm assuming I kind of just was like Whatever
0: but I the guess, little fairy yeah, that's kind of an important out detail. Of the,
1: of the mouth. Yes.
0: So the fairy crawls out of the mouth of the stone thing and it's a whole thing. So- and that's what leads her into the
1: labyrinth. Yeah.
0: So, whatever. She finds the labyrinth. Okay. Uh-huh. And then. Um, in another room on the estate, Vidal is strategizing with his advisors, and we find out that he's working to eradicate remaining guerrilla fighters that are resisting the nationalist regime and working out of the woods around the country house. Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes. How do? You, how would you say Mercedes? it? Teach me, Mercedes. Um, teach me your ways. <laughs> um, My Spanish is connects
1: like faulty. It's better best. than mine.
0: Can you roll your eyes? Unless uh, she connects yeah, with... Right? Do- <laughs> that was a bad example, but <laughs> like yes, I can roll my R's. <laughs> <a> vacuum. <laughs> it's weird because I can't hear myself though oh, yeah, with the headphones. On. Okay, ready? No, you're making the noise. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. So, uh, Mercedes connects with Dr. Ferrero, who is the doctor... That sees to Vidal's household, and he's just checked on Carmen. Uh, it's revealed that they're both part of the rebellion. Ophelia overhears their exchange, but rushes away. And then she goes back to bed with her mom and tells her brother in Le womb a story, and they fall asleep. And it was a really weird... Like shot like the baby it, in utero. It was like so weird. It reminded it was... me of the opening credits to Look Who's Talking, if
1: you can remember oh my those. Oh god. I don't know. I think I only saw that one. What a weird concept. Was that Mel Gibson? It was Kirstie Alley
0: and John Travolta. John Travolta and like they might as well be the I same. I was person. I actually like was so into them as a couple, like I was like, really? they're so hot together. But I was like a child. So. <laughs> Ooh, gross. Okay, well, that, we'll explore that <laughs> another time. So Ferrero visits Vidal and says that Carmen shouldn't have traveled at the late stage of her pregnancy. Um, but Vidal only cares about the baby, who he's convinced is a son. Later, two farmers are caught and brutally murdered by Vidal, showing just, like, the depths of his... This is the inhumanity scariest
1: part of this movie. Because, like, it's loosely... The bottle to the face. Yeah, it's loosely a horror movie. It's, like, a horror fantasy-esque, I don't know, period piece. But, yeah, this old man and his son are like, no, we were just hunting rabbits. We're not, like, part of the resistance. But actually... Like but then Vidal's like, no, shut up. He starts searching his bag, doesn't get all the way through. Fucking bottle to the face. This this young I remember man. when I first saw that movie, I was like, No. Ah. Scary. It's like yeah, embedded in my memory. And then shoots the old man who's like begging for his son's life and then finds a dead rabbit in their bag. Like what a piece of human garbage. Yeah. And then Vidal's like And then
0: he makes Mercedes and the Cooks uh Like prepare the rabbit too.
1: piece of shit.
0: Not good. Not good. They did a really good good job of
1: making him a good like he's a good villain who's like scary but also pathetic. Like he's a garbage person. And Mercedes is like. He's got daddy issues. He's got daddy issues. And she like really like we'll get to it. But she like fucking puts him in his place later on. I wish she killed him. But, you know, we'll save that for later.
0: Who does kill him? Spoiler.
1: At the end. Oh, Pedro. Yeah. They. Remember, but not before. He yeah. Killed. Anyway. Spoilers. He's a little Spoil- bitch and I'm glad he's little dead. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> little
0: bitch. <laughs> uh, so this stick insect fairy visits Ophelia uh, that night and leads her to the center of the labyrinth where she meets a fawn. He calls her Princess Moana, daughter of the King of the Underworld, and tells her that the King has opened portals all over the mortal world to allow her return, and this is the final portal. The Fawn says that they have to make sure that her essence is intact and she has not become mortal, so she has to complete three tasks before the moon is full. He hands her the Book of Crossroads, which will reveal the tasks to her when she is alone. Later, she opens the book and it fills with drawings and stories, but she's interrupted by her mother requesting that she get ready for a dinner party the captain is holding. She goes, she gets ready, gets in her little dress. It's super cute, it's like green. Um, and she goes to see Mercedes and tell her what she saw. They are milking a cow when Mercedes is called away to turn over the key to the stores because the captain is hoarding supplies to ration them out to people really stingily and keep them out of the hands of gorillas. And then... um, Ophelia goes to the woods. The fascists ride out to a fire in the woods that the... Mm. um, gorillas have set while Ophelia walks into the woods a different direction reading a story about a woodland creature woodland creatures that lived in a protected um like magical fig tree I got it Rebecca you
1: you didn't I was just helping yeah I got it okay fig tree
0: (laughs) fig tree Um, A toad has settled in the roots of the tree, so it can't thrive anymore. Ophelia has to give three magic stones to the toad to eat, and then she has to retrieve a golden key from his belly. So she reaches the tree and takes off her fancy dress to hang it on a branch and ventures into the trunk. Meanwhile, the fascists have reached the fire's remains and find a vial of antibiotics. I like how he's like, antibiotic. Antibiotic
1: antibiotical. Yeah, it's like very. But I'm like are you fucking stupid idiots? Like why did you leave it there? Why? So,
0: yeah, I know. Like you would think that's something you wouldn't forget. I've been seeing on TikTok that um like Latina and Latino people have been making fun of like Spanish people because they have such like ugly Spanish oh, yeah. ac- like this accents. Is have true. you been seeing this?
1: No, but I have yeah. I, Sp- Spain Spanish um, is so it's like you can gross, hear, right? there's like certain thing. I like can't think of it now, but like yeah, they instead of s's instead of like a S, it's a S, so they sound like they have lips. But do they? I feel like they're not speaking. In like the
0: kind of traditional Spanish accent in this movie, do you know? Well, a
1: lot of these people are like they're kind of interchangeable, but most of them are Spanish, like Spain Spanish.
0: Most of the actors are, but they have a different, I know, Gorang is
1: uh, right a very different uh, accent, a dialect. It's, I forget what they gotcha. call it, it's like a v- something with a V, I forget, but yeah. Okay,
0: so uh, Vidal calls out to the woods after them, but they don't reveal themselves until he leaves. And when they do reveal himself- themselves, they are very they're sexy. hot
1: and they're they kindness. have cool hats on <laughs> and
0: they have good hairdos. <laughs> So meanwhile Ophelia meets the toad and feeds it feeds it the stones pretty easily. Um it pukes up a weird like bug sack and dies and then Ophelia gross. just grabs the key out of the goop. It like
1: yeah, like throws up its whole innards and then deflates and then there's like bugs stuck to its like stomach lining. It's pretty gross, gross. yeah. Yeah.
0: Outside, uh, her dress is blown off the tree and is, like, totally filthy. It's raining as guests arrive at the house. And then at the dinner party, Vidal shares his plan to limit rations to the gorillas. Um,
1: Sorry. What? I don't know. Caesar said something to me and let the dog in. Come on. Hey, go on.
0: (laughs) What did he say? I don't know.
1: And he walked away. He <laughs> <You> walked away. <laughs> the dog is in like, here. Tell me the gossip. now he's just staring at the
0: door. <laughs> so good to um, you. Know. Okay, where were we? Oh, so, <laughs> me- Mercedes leaves the house um, to signal to her brother from the wood woodpile. In a cool, she has a lantern and she's like, she oh, moves yes. her hand in front of it.
1: Mercedes is like the best character so cool. in this fucking whole movie.
0: Yeah. Even, like, like Carmen. Carmen's what the, terrible. Are you okay? Which, like, what happened to you that you're, like, dealing with this man? We'll get
1: into, like, the women in this story, but, like, Carmen gets a bad portrayal. She is... She gets a bad edit, for bad. sure. She doesn't look good in this at all.
0: Yeah.
1: No, Carmen. Um... <sighs> Oh, let's just take a breather.
0: Um, so <laughs> the, Ophelia turns up at the woodpile um, as Mercedes is signaling, and she's like filthy, like covered in mud head to toe. <laughs> so uh, she goes to take a bath, and her mom is really mad at her for ruining the dress. And so later the fairy visits her, and they head back to the labyrinth. The fawn tells her to keep the key and gives her a piece of chalk, saying she'll need both for the next task. Back at the house, Ophelia opens the book, but red ink fills the page, and she hears her mother cry out. She rushes to her mother, who's bleeding, and fetches the captain. Uh, Ferrero says Carmen should be sedated until the birth, and he will stay with them until the baby is born. Ophelia, who had been sleeping with her mother, is relocated to a really, really sad Dingy-looking... And Mercedes is getting her set up and she tells her that she knows she's been helping the men in the woods. Later, Ferrero goes to Mercedes and they go to the woods to meet the others. Um, The fawn meets Ophelia in her room and he's like really mad at her for not finishing the second task. And she's like, I have shit going on, sir. My mom is My mom is really sick. (laughs) So he gives her a mandrake root and tells her to put it in a bowl of fresh milk under Carmen's bed, and feed it two drops of blood each morning. He gives her her instructions for the next, next task. It's really hard to say task so much. Task. Um, telling her it's task. It's very dangerous. She has to go into a room and retrieve uh, something, and she'll see a fee, huge feast laid out on the table, but she can eat or drink nothing. Uh, In the woods, Ferrero is getting ready to amputate Comrade Frenchie's leg while the others learn of D-Day. Because I think that D-Day has just happened. Mm. So they're like a beach in France. And then uh, Ophelia reads about her next task. (laughs) She must trace a door in her room with a chalk, start the hourglass when the doors open, and be back by the time the last grain of sand falls. Three fairies will guide her, and she has to return um, with a dagger. She enters the hall and finds the feast table and um, the spooky no eyeballs guy. He's credited as the
1: pale man.
0: Pale man. Um, And I really thought this was so like scary and creepy when i first saw this movie when it came out it's super silly it's, it's like extremely silly, silly. <laughs> yeah
1: i like yeah. i get it so doug jones plays Elfano and the pale man and he like you can definitely tell like looking back like the body yeah, the way he's like, like the moving skinny hunchy thing yeah, yeah he's like contorted and yeah
0: but he doesn't even get to do The Voice. Someone else gets all the credit for The Voice. He's, <laughs> which
1: is pretty funny. Oh, white guy from Indianapolis. Oh, white. Yeah, so. I don't know that he's fluent enough in Spanish to to do this movie. But. Mr. Jones. Sir <laughs> um, Jones.
0: uh, Sir? Let's talk about what happens next, shall we?
1: What does happen next?
0: They're in the feast. Oh, she she sees hilarious frescoes of the pale man eating children all over the walls. Like, I would put one of these in my house. They're, pretty, they're so funny. They're
1: pretty <laughs> and it's like fat children, too, that he's eating. And like, yeah, they're
0: like little pooty. You know, they're so yeah. cute. Yeah. <laughs> and she sees a pile of shoes in the corner indicating that many children have been eaten here before. Who are they? Who are How are did they kids? get there?
1: <laughs> yeah. did, I feel like Fano just like led them to their death. I know, I still even at the end don't trust him entirely to be. Ilfano has like a kink of some kind where he's like like way too excited. Really (laughs) wants to lead children (laughs) to their deaths. Yeah, to this like, also like, you could go in there, bitch-ass bitch. Like, why can't you get the dagger? I don't. Yeah, right? But anyway. Fucking (laughs) bitch-ass bitch. (laughs) Eh...
0: And then oh she opens a little door with the toad key and retrieves a dagger it's very pointy on the way out she struggles to resist a very juicy grape and pops it in her mouth the pale man awakens stupid idiot ophelia like why don't he puts his he puts his eyeballs in <laughs> his like, hands go, which go are him. his eyes ching ching and then he approaches Ophelia from behind and the fairies are like can we go like can we please get out of here They're like trying uh, so to the fairies t- they're like
1: no Hello. Cut it. and she's, she's like
0: swatting them what away an
1: asshole
0: They try to protect her and they shouldn't have done that they should have cut and run yeah. But two of them get eaten and then she finally snaps out of it and heads back but she misses the window um for the hourglass and has to door draw another door as the Pale Man approaches, but she does um, narrowly escape. And then for, like, the second or third time in this movie, there's a scene of Vidal shaving. Um, he has a watch that has been smashed by his daddy so that Vidal knew exactly the time his brave daddy died or yeah. something. It's like a daddy issues watch. They bring
1: it up at the feast that Ophelia missed Is like... He smashes watch so his son would know he was a hero or something. He's a brave hero. A or whatever. Shut up. Toxic.
0: Ophelia checks on Carmen and does the mandrake root thing. Um, it comes alive in the milk and she feeds it the blood and Carmen starts to feel better. But while she's under the bed, Ophelia hears Vidal telling the doctor to save the baby instead of Carmen
1: if he has to choose. Which like, duh. Who's surprised? Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Like, has been this whole time, will continue to be forever. Until he's dead.
0: Forever, until, like, a few more minutes right into the movie.
1: Um, Explosions
0: happen in the woods, um, and it turns out that the rebels, I don't like calling them rebels, because it's not like, like they're not really, I, them, I guess they're rebelling. But I like, call them
1: revolutionaries in my notes.
0: The revolutionaries um blew up some trains but didn't take anything uh, and then more explosions sound nearby and it turns out it was a diversion to unlock the storeroom and steal the rations. This is where they went wrong. Why just explode the door? Why did you unlock it? Like how did Mercedes how did Mercedes think that he wouldn't trace it back to her? Like you're smarter than that mercedes whose idea was this because i know you're smarter than this yeah it had to be paid probably fucking pedros yeah exactly he she was like hey like
1: what if we did it this way and he's like no it's like we need to get in there fast we have to unlock it but not smash the lock Even like, they could have just smashed it get an axe get a fucking big rock, bro like it's a yeah. it's just a lock if you can't find a rock you could, you could kick that door in if you really tried. You could get those. It would probably fall over if you just blew on it. It's a very rickety old door. It's an old door in 1944. Like, chill. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, they go, in,
0: he goes into the hills. Vidal and his men go into the hills shooting. They're fighting, like, uphill and it's, like, raining and there's a lot of gunfire Oh. And they kill most of the revolutionaries that were at the site, but take one alive. Um, El Tarta, who is our sweet, sweet baby angel Gorang in Hoyo, El
1: Hoyo, aka the platform. And then uh, Masque? Masque. Masque. Yeah, that's his name. I Masque. don't know how to say his last name, but he's cute. I love his nose. So big.
0: His nose is really nice. Yeah, it's so pointy. So do we have a nose fetish? I just love pointy <laughs> I love
1: a unique nose. Yeah,
0: it's so cute. All right. Uh, so they take him to the storeroom um, to torture him and get information. Pan visits Ophelia and is enraged that she broke the rules and lost two fairies. Fair enough. He says she can never return and her spirit will forever remain among the humans. He's really should have left it there. Her, yeah. He's super mean. He's super creepy. The next morning, uh, the doctor visits the storeroom and finds El Tarta's hand maimed. He says uh, to Ferrero that he talked just a little bit, but not a lot, and asks the doctor to kill him. Uh, meanwhile, Vidal realizes that the doctor's antibiotic vials are identical to the one that he found at the fire, and he realizes that Ferrero is a co conspirator. Ferrero euthanizes El Tarta with. Um, Some kind of medicine injected into his veins. And Ophelia in the house checks on the mandrake, but is caught by Vidal, who's like, what the fuck is this? Which is probably my reaction, too. Like, what is this?
1: (laughs) But, like, he's such a piece of shit. Like, he...
0: Yeah, Carmen's a bitch, too. So she yeah. tra- Ophelia's trying to explain, but Carmen is just like, no, and throws the mandrake into the fire where it cries. Screams! And then tells her that magic does not exist. Um, as soon as the mandrake starts to really, like, die, Carmen falls down in pain. Vidal finds that El Tarta has been killed and shoots Ferrero down as he tries to leave. I was sad about that. I liked Doctor Farrell. too. He
1: does with dignity. You know, he knew it. He knew the risks. He's like, I'm off. going down. You're yeah. fucking dumbass. And probably he, should have used he, a different vial. But
0: I think that mistakes were made. Um, but you know, there's it's a lot going on. But I like that he kind of like forces Vidal to be like a coward bitch and shoot him in the right. back. You know, he just
1: like calmly closes. He's his like, I'm leaving. Puts his hat on and is like, stop me then, asshole. Yeah.
0: Uh, right. Um, Carmen is in labor and losing a lot of blood. Um, unfortunately, the Carmen passes away giving birth to a baby boy. Vidal tells Mercedes that El Tarta told him of an informer at the mill. Um, He tells her that the lock was not forced the day that the revolutionaries broke into the storeroom, and he's very creepy and ominous. Um, (sighs) Mercedes goes to Ophelia and tells her that she's leaving, and Ophelia begs her to take her. They set out, but are caught by Vidal like pretty much immediately. Like
1: they've got an umbrella; they're not being very inconspicuous, you know. Like they're like, yeah, they're popping their way (laughs) out.
0: Exactly. Uh, Vidal locks Ophelia in her room and, like, hits her pretty viciously. Meanwhile, Mercedes is taken to the storeroom, but she uses the paring knife that she um, tucks into her apron to get free and stab Vidal, including his notorious, like, cheek slice that you've probably seen if you've seen this movie. She runs into the woods, but she's surrounded by uh, the fascists at a clearing. She turns her knife on herself, but the other revolutionaries arrive and kill the fascists. Fascists. The fawn visits Ophelia and says he will give her one final chance and tells her to fetch her brother and bring him to the center of the labyrinth. Uh, Vidal stitches up his fucked up face and chugs some liquor, but then he finds Ophelia's chalk and is like, heh. Because she leaves it on um, the deck. Why? Like, how did you even get it that close? Like, how did it get to the desk? Yeah. All right. Party people. Vidal is called away, and Ophelia, having chalked her way into Vidal's study, drugs his whiskey with whatever they were giving Carmen. The sedative. Bad. Mm-hmm. And snatches the baby. Vidal has learned that he only has 20 men left, and he's grumpy. <laughs> uh, more explosion sound, and he sees Ophelia and the baby leaving the room, but then the drugs take effect, and he starts to stumble. Mercedes searches for Ophelia, um, but she and the baby are running into the labyrinth, with Vidal giving chase. Uh, they reach the center because the labyrinth opens itself up, so they can get there first, and the fawn says the final task is to open a portal with the blood of an innocent, aka the baby, but Ophelia refuses to give him the baby. Vidal reaches the center of the labyrinth, takes the baby, and shoots Ophelia. On his way out, he's cornered by the rebels and offers Mercedes the baby, knowing that he's caught. Um, he asks, Mercedes to give the baby his daddy issues watch (laughs) um, and tell him that his father died doing something. And Mercedes tells him, this is my favorite part. She's not even going to know your name. He won't even know your name. So she says he won't even know his father's name. And Pedro shoots him dead. They reach the center of the labyrinth where they find Ophelia bleeding out. And Mercedes comforts her as she dies. Um, She wakes up. In a golden throne room where her parents tell her that her final task was to shed blood in the place of an innocent soul. And she's passed and now she's able to sit on the throne at her parents' side. Back in the real labyrinth world, Ophelia passes away. The voiceover returns saying that Moana returned to rule at her father's side, but she left small traces from her time on Earth visible to those who know where to look. And then you see a little white flower blooming on the tree branch where she left her fancy dress. And it's very sad and sweet.
1: It's very sad. I, I mean, like, you can interpret this movie as, like, a little girl coping with, like... If you want to be,
0: like grump like a grumpy person yeah
1: take two. One, two, three. that's what. <laughs> and you're getting a call <laughs> I just got a phone call did you hear that yeah. it's I'm fine unless you want to take the phone call it's okay who is it hello no
0: I don't want to take the phone call um it is uh Adam and I have like roughly started house hunting nice um So, it's like this insane realtor we talked to this morning. And we were immediately like, no, I have to, I'll just. Got it.
1: Um, We had some technical difficulties. So, if we sound um, 30 minutes into the future, it's because we are. So, um, Guillermo del Toro, are you pro-monarchy or are you anti-monarchy? <laughs> I can't believe
0: we have to do this again. We are so bad at this. Listen. Like, who let us have who this Who let us loose on TV the world? I, can't up-
1: I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know.
0: Oh, uh, boy. Because,
1: <laughs> what? I don't know if this caught it on the last one, but um, I'm going to say it again anyway. Because... At the end, Ophelia becomes a monarch of the underground realm, right? But in the real world, they're fighting. No,
0: it didn't. We have no. Okay, nothing so in the real world, the world of the movie, time.
1: the revolutionaries and Mercedes and Pedro are fighting against the monarchy. But then at the end, Ophelia turns into a monarch. So it's a little confusing. It's a little muddled. Guillermo, please tell me what's going on. How do you feel? Pro or anti? Yes.
0: Comrade del Toro. I think that he, like, I don't know, the kind of, like, take I have on it, because he talks repeatedly about how, uh, like, the Underworld King rules, like, justly and fairly. So What I a think, line,
1: though. Like,
0: what yes. A- well, what a <laughs> line. But, like, we know that monarchies can never be, like, truly just right. or fair, but I feel like maybe we can make an exception for, like, a magical golden underground realm. Like, maybe they actually are. <laughs> but,
1: um... I mean, what you said in the last minutes of this um, tape, that uh, it's sort of Ophelia's, as a child's ability to, like, rationalize her world and wanting something else makes sense. It's like, to her, like, living in a fair and just realm would be as a princess. Right, that's her fantasy version of it. So that kind of makes sense to me, but really... And she,
0: like, she understands that something is inherently wrong around her. Like, her spidey senses are telling her that Vidal is an evil man that can't be trusted and, like, doesn't want the best for her mother. And she sees Mercedes and Pedro doing, um, like, revolutionary work around her, but obviously she can't take part on the same level or conceptualize on the same level what they fight for. So she finds a way to be a revolutionary in her own sphere and in her own imagination.
1: And I don't know. I think she's kind of dumb. But she is a little kid. She's, She's a, a, child. a kid. Yeah, <laughs> but she, like, makes stupid decisions. Like, the whole scene with the pale man, I'm like, put it down. Like, put the grape. You are rich. You are – you have all the food you could ever want. Put the fucking grape down, kid, and get out. Like, you already know that, like, I don't know. I guess
0: – I also have I guess- to say, if I was facing down that table – there was stuff that looked better than the grapes, right?
1: To be honest get a with get you. a tart in there, there get like a cu- cake. cake,
0: yeah, pastries, get yeah. a pastelis.
1: <laughs> like you don't need a grape, of all things. But
0: they did look like good grapes. I mean, today inflation. Have you seen the cost of grapes mm. these days? Maybe, maybe I'm on Ophelia's maybe. side again. <laughs> but I, we talked about this in the last minutes. But Ophelia, I think Ophelia and Mercedes are like, twin flames in a way, like, they're, um, parallels of each other, they form, like, a pretty immediate connection with each other, um, and they feel, like, the urge to protect Mm -hmm. one another, um, like, Ophelia discovers early on that Mercedes is working with the men in the woods, but she keeps her secret because she knows she doesn't want Mercedes to get hurt or in trouble, uh, and then Mercedes, like, we talked about, kind of is inherently forced to fill this like mother mm. void which is an unfortunate framing but i do love their connection it is and i think I that
1: you think that who knows
0: no, um <laughs> who knows? i'm gonna take a sip of diet uh, coke i that's
1: why I, also while we were losing minutes i peed so i feel better now um I'm going
0: to eat a Kit Kat
1: right now, too, while you talk. Do it! I love Kit Kats. Um, that Mercedes and Ophelia, like, when they first meet each other, I think Mercedes immediately recognizes sort of this pathetic creature that is Carmen and her inability to mother um, Ophelia properly and kind of take into account her needs. So Mercedes, like, being sort of an empathetic Leader in her position is like there's a child here who is being neglected and traumatized, and she knows that Vidal is a terrible person, and she knows that the mill um, and the labyrinth are dangerous places. So she like, not even reluctantly, she understands that this child is like smart and important, and like and should be oops hit the mic protected. So I re- I appreciate that, but it's also kind of. She's got a vagina. She has to mother. So.
0: Um, I do like that the revolutionaries were portrayed as, like, leading with empathy and kindness. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... Like, I think of, like, pretty honest portrayal of what people on the left, like, strive for. And right. what were prevented from doing by the fascists uh, in, the, uh, in the Democratic Every, Party. Now, little, all the time. Right. Like, everywhere. Um, because, you know, like, you see that kind of tender moment where the doctor's about to amputate Frenchie's leg and he takes, like, this sort of, like, you know, big deep breath inhaling moment of peace to say goodbye to his limb and everybody around him, like, respects that moment and even the doctor, like, dies in this really, like, noble way, like, dies as he lives with, like... He walks out of the storeroom having known he did right. the right thing in killing El Tarta. And he walks out with his head held high. And like, I really love watching people that are, you know, that understand the value of violence and overturning a violent system, but also have the duality and the complexity to lead with kindness being portrayed on screen. Because that's like, that's what we should be working towards.
1: Right. I think that, um, uh-oh, you're cutting out again.
0: I'm just chewing. I haven't said a word.
1: You're chewing. <laughs> okay.
0: Um,
1: well, okay, we'll keep going. But I do, like, I think that the, uh, the revolutionaries and the communists are, in. Incl- especially Mercedes is are very complex characters um and I appreciate that I think like Ferriero is like working to keep Vidal alive and keep his family alive and healthy while also keeping the revolutionaries healthy at risk of because his own their people life and well-being right and he's like and I appreciate the way that he um approaches Pedro and is like, if you really loved this woman, you would leave. But I also understand that you can't. So I'm just gonna say it: that you're putting her in danger and you're putting yourself in danger. But I'm not gonna like be a dick to you about it or like, yeah, over counsel you. I'm just gonna mention that she deserves better than this, which is probably Shouldn't true. Should we mention
0: but... the um, siblings are dating element going on here? Like siblings are dating. Who? Like they seem Pedro and Mercedes
1: are siblings
0: aren't they siblings yeah i think so uh, why, why do you think that because i think they say it When? am i, am
1: I nuts i'm never what i never caught that wait i'm going to the wikipedia to the book <laughs> to the Wix. i no
0: way i think they're brother and sister um yes gross she is stopped by vidal's housekeeper mercedes who is secretly supporting her brother pedro and other rebels like their brother and sister bro
1: so are they not dating or no are they're they dating? not
0: dating They're brother and sister
1: they're not dating I'm so confused. Why is there so much sexual energy between them?
0: That's what I'm saying. They're brother bro. and sister.
1: You just yes. blown my fucking mind. Gross. It's a No, this nasty. whole time I thought that they were husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend. Is I never. Like that
0: with... Who's like that with her brother? Yeah. Ew. I mean, I guess if your brother's
1: that hot, am I right? Ew. <laughs> no. Abby, um I have an incest apologies for incest sympathies. No, I don't. I feel um I'm eked out. Now sorry, I didn't
0: mean I didn't mean to cause problems.
1: I'm I'm (laughs) upset. I'm so confused.
0: I mean it's like they never kiss. No, they just like embrace passionately pretty frequently. They like
1: rub their heads together.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I feel awkward when I hug my dad for, like, longer than three seconds, so.
1: I am so, you've seriously blown my mind. I can't even, wow, okay. Um, Pedro is very hot, played by Roger, Mas. no, Roger Casamejor, and, uh, yeah he is really hot and then I feel like you're struggling to recover right now I really I have no (laughs) idea like I you changed this whole movie for me I'm I'm sorry confused and upset why Guillermo why I was was did you direct them like this I was shipping Mercedes and the doctor they would have been cute I mean, yeah, but then make that more explicit. Don't make it seem like she's fucking her brother. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It's a special relationship. Ew. Um, Do we? Mercedes (laughs) is played by uh, Maribel Verdu, who's also in Eid Tu Mama También.
0: So she's good at being sexy.
1: She's good at being sexy with uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, who's... He's so hot. I'm gonna look at a picture of him. I haven't thought of him in a while. And Diego Luna, yeah, great movie. Um, kind of sad, pretty sad, but like, dude, that, w- s- that was sexy up until then. Wow, that was a good movie. Wow, look at him. Everybody watched that. They're not brother and sister in that movie. No brother and no sister. No sibling. Goodness gracious. And okay, so we in the last minutes we were talking about this and. Mercedes and Pedro, and you never said anything, and I'm. It's changed everything for me.
0: Well, I, you didn't bring up that I, scene where the doctor said if you really loved this woman, which is when I was like, "Huh? Maybe if. it's like a translation issue, you know? Because like, if you loved this, like woman, her brother, so, yeah, in arms. like, no, no, I think it's like a biological brother. I'm seeing like that phrasing with the doctor, like, you know." I don't know. Maybe there's, like, a colloquialism we're missing or something. I don't
1: know. You're not buying I it? Like, I don't like it.
0: Well, um, in any case, Mercedes is a fantastic character. Um, and we were talking about, in the last minute, we just need to, like, <laughs> pretend like we didn't lose him in We should just see us. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how Mercedes, like, feels this guilt or shame, which she expresses to Pedro because... She isn't, like, on the front lines in the way that he and the other comrades are. Um, But Mercedes is, like, uniquely positioned to do the hardest job of all and be, like, the most strategic, like, the best kind of, like, source of knowledge and information. Like, she has this really unique and hard position. So I think Mercedes is, like, one of the truer revolutionaries in the group. And, like, you know, she's doing the real work.
1: Um, and I think She is the hero Of this movie She's yes, the protagonist 100%. I mean we are Following Ophelia around But like Mercedes is The leader In the household And amongst the revolutionaries And even though maybe Pedro sees himself That way I think we are meant to see her As the ultimate hero She stands at the end She has the final word Against Vidal She took the most risk And was the best strategist um, and like the ultimate leader and caregiver of everyone around her. But I also think Pedro relies on her strategic
0: mind and her skills and um, ability
1: to like chameleon her her and the
0: navigation she's able to do. But I think uh, there's not like an equitable kind of portrayal. Because we see Mercedes be vulnerable and say, like, that she needs Pedro and she, like, you know, cares about their relationship. And we see Pedro, like, show affection for her, but not kind of express outright how much he values her as, like, a comrade, which I think is, could have been a little bit more explicit.
1: And the love between them could have been less explicit. Yeah, there were um, places
0: we could have pulled back and other places we could have, you know, gone a little further. <laughs> Maybe I do not appreciate... so much, like, passionate embracing.
1: <laughs> um, The way that, like, she's portrayed as our hero and he's kind of portrayed as this, like, hot, just, like, hot sidekick guy. In a hat. I, in a hat. And, you know, like, he's not, he doesn't have a lot of lines he doesn't have a lot of screen time. He's just like kind of hot and um, a fighter, and she is complex and multifaceted. Um, I appreciate that.
0: I love the scene where she escapes the storeroom. It's so good. I wish she killed him. She, I really why wish didn't she, like, she kill him?
1: Sliced his balls off and stuffed him in his mouth. I just because he's also so predatory with her and so creepy. He's so gross with her. I mean, I guess, you know,
0: it was a pretty small paring knife, so it would have been a long process,
1: you know. She could eyeball, eyeball, jugular, and he's out, and he's dead. Yeah. Like, cheek was not far enough. It's also, like... I did enjoy the cheek scene, though. It was fun to see, but she knew he was going to chase her, and she was, like not 100 percent on the plan like what if the comrades weren't there what if they weren't didn't get their backup because she wasn't sure that they had yet so
0: yeah i don't know you also not him. wise to have a storeroom without a second exit what if you yeah. can't get in you gotta have
1: another way to like save what the if stuff there's a, there's a
0: fire exactly
1: and if she had killed him then Ophelia would still be alive
0: It's so sad that Ophelia dies so senselessly.
1: I don't. She had to, yeah, she had to face a lot of trauma. She had to deal with not only Vidal being abusive uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, but also like Elfano being really creepy with her and like setting all these almost her mother being neglectful. And and I think another thing
0: her mother does is like really personalize her own trauma and kind of like make Ophelia like this little holding cell for all her problems and her trauma and her experiences. Like, and not, she doesn't explain herself or empathize with Ophelia because Ophelia is a child. She doesn't see her as a complete person. She just sees her as an extension of herself where she can kind of like dump and project all her pain. And like, you'll understand when you're older, it's like, okay, you could steal, you can be in a difficult situation, where you needed like economic relief and you needed to kind of like marry this man and be, you know, as a single woman, safe under the umbrella of like the ruling class at the time. But you right. can also like empathize with your child and not force her, like forcing and her. her. Yeah. And like, I want you to call the captain father, which is like unhinged because Ophelia is like a fully fucking formed person who had a father that she loved and remembers and it's just like Carmen is so dismissive of her personhood which is a bad edit to give like one of the female characters like one of the few female characters in the movie
1: yeah and she yeah not only is she like dismissive and infantilizing to her and her struggles but she's also like Not taking into account that she also lost someone, lost a father, and that this situation isn't the best for her. And maybe it's the best for Carmen and her ideas of what her life was going to be like, but it's not what's best for Ophelia. Clearly, she's struggling and she's ignoring that entirely. Yeah,
0: and if Carmen had offered comfort, empathy, like any compassion, maybe Ophelia wouldn't have been running into the woods to like try to escape her day to day life like yeah Ophelia shouldn't have been in the position to have to like push back against a violent like systemic oppressor Yeah, she should have just been
1: like allowed to live but and she begs her to leave yeah more than once and it's just yeah it's so sad so sad I don't like I don't like having to
0: like shit on a female character, especially. I'm like, death and childbirth, like choosing the boy, the boy child over like the mother. Yeah, Yeah. tales all this time.
1: I don't like that. Like, sort of the place that feminine, like um, being feminine, is put because. Ophelia is like smart and likes to read books and doesn't like to wear dresses or fancy shoes, which is fine. Like, she should be allowed to do that. But then Carmen's like, no, you have to do this and this and that. And like, you'll understand when you're older and you want a man, right? But like, it seems like a she's not like the other girls sort of edit, whereas like, it's yeah, okay. You same can with like Marcette dresses and also too. like books. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you can Marcette be a revolutionary.
0: Unmarried. Like, she doesn't, her clothes are very likely utilitarian. And because mm-hmm. she is has these, like, qualities that are affiliated with seriousness, she can be a revolutionary, whereas Carmen is just, like, fainting in a nightgown for the whole movie. So she chose, it seems like,
1: mm-hmm. she
0: chose femininity and, like, a traditional family structure. So she's almost, like, relegated to this shitty fate because she yeah. just, like, took a different path. So it is, like, a very one-note um, exploration of like What feminism can look like But I guess also it was 1944 I don't know if that's An excuse
1: No I mean this movie is from 2006 um, And Guillermo Should know better But I And I think it's like not fair That Mercedes is So nuanced um, And that Carmen Is like I think almost In juxtaposition to that not given any Character or development at all. And that she is a sacrifice to the script. Like, yeah. she's allowed to die because of that. Like, we have our tragic death in Ophelia. And we have our hero in Mercedes. And we have our victim in Carmen. A perpetual victim. Like,
0: literally collateral damage.
1: Yeah. So, I don't think that's fair. And I think even, like... Um, I do appreciate that, even though there are more male characters, because we're talking about soldiers um, in the It is centered around,
0: that, that... like, the women's stories.
1: Yeah, exactly. The, like, the three main female characters get more screen time. More, It definitely passes the Bechdel test um, between them and, like... Vidal is sort of a brainwashed brainwashed fascist who like can't admit his emotions to himself or to anyone else, is like one Another case of one, if no a man had a therapist,
0: what would the <laughs> if only he, he look could like? talk
1: about his If feelings, he could tap
0: yeah. into his daddy issues and resolve them, what would the world be like?
1: And I think Fierrier or Yeah, For- Fiero Fier- 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 is um, he's the only male character who like has a sort of complex character, um, and an arc and gets a dignified death. Elfano is scary. I don't know. That's kind of his only. And
0: like, he's pointedly like, pointedly oh, wait, was male identifying. the whole yeah. time. Yeah. He's controlling. So. He, uh, distracts Ophelia with like bureaucratic meaningless tasks. <laughs>
1: Which in the end is like you could have just asked her to kill the baby. I don't know. Yeah, like but. if you want the baby dead, just say it's that. It's all made up. Boot it's all in her head. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Boot uh, uh, it's a uh, great monarch
1: apologist. Uh, yeah,
0: imperialist Fauno. Um, it's a great movie though, all told, and I would watch it again in another probably ten years when I think of it. Um,
1: right. I. It is a good movie. I. Appreciate the subtitles. I, uh, Guillermo, is I wish that he wasn't so into Spanish history and like spent more time on like maybe the native cultures of Mexico. Yeah, totally. Even although in, I think uh, the Spanish
0: Civil War is actually like a really fascinating conflict because yeah. of just how many different like leftist groups came under one umbrella to try to like push back against the system and like there was so much like complexity in the political system at the time. And, you know, Spain fucking sucks and they're shitty ass colonizers. But, you know, I think it's like an interesting thing to put a like lens on, but again, like, yeah, he is Mexican and there's like plenty of narratives that can be explored in his, you know, native country.
1: Right. Um, but I yeah, it's a interesting story. It's well told. I think like even like as a storyteller and a director, I think he does a really good job and is getting the respect. He is a
0: little obsessed more. with motherhood. No. He loves a
1: mommy. Loves but a mommy, but loves the kids. You remember in Kronos, it was the guy. It was a it was a daddy daughter complex.
0: Oh yeah, I was Grand thinking Daddy of daughter. um I was thinking of The Orphanage, which is like major oh, yeah. mommy problems, which also like What's I don't your know. your
1: relationship like with your mom. Oh, tell
0: It's a little bit of a dirge, frankly. I don't I don't think I would watch The Orphanage
1: again. Um he did What else has he been doing lately? I think Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which T B H is not my favorite um movie um, I've ever seen. And I didn't I love didn't it, love it I either. Loved those books. Those books are like like it was the fine Bible to me. Yeah, I I was obsessed with them. I'm still kind of obsessed with them. Um, The Hobbits. You did good for you. Get that paycheck. I really do want to watch Hellboy
0: though. I think it's like
1: Indian I think I would Hellboy? probably
0: like it. Yeah.
1: Um or the old yeah the original Hellboys right he yeah I think those. that he did
0: the original ones.
1: You have, have you never seen it? Never in my life, ma'am. They're good. They're yeah, really good. Yeah, that's what I was but, thinking. Uh, I think I've only seen no. I've seen so. Um, back when I met Caesar, he lived in what we called the rental, which is. the I'm way afraid. I it I'm sure like, it was awful. The you know like there's crack dens. It's like a weed den. It was like. The, yeah, there was like weed in embedded into the carpet, um, and it was like a party house, whatever. Do you think and they, they got didn't... their
0: security deposit back?
1: I know for a fact they didn't <laughs> have one to begin with, so good for them. But they kind of just cut and run. Uh, but they didn't couldn't afford internet or Wi-Fi, and so they had one DVD and a PlayStation. And, they, and it was Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. So Caesar has seen Hellboy 2 about 400 times. <laughs> so. this, is a, this is a message
0: for uh, Caesar 10 years ago. You can <laughs> rent DVDs at the library. You can go to the library and rent DVDs. So
1: I used, this is, remember when, this is how long we've been dating. When Netflix mailed you DVDs, I would sure. bring over Dexter and we watched all of Dexter That's together. so cute. So, Young love. Yeah. Right. So he, so I've definitely seen Hellboy 2 The Golden Army and Caesar can probably tell you every line of that movie. I would love to watch it with Caesar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hellboy so, movie night. Um, yeah. yeah. So remember folks, um, utilize your public libraries.
1: I was just there yesterday. Isn't it funny? I was talking to Adam
0: about this, but like the if libraries didn't exist and the like like concept of a free place to like resource share and learn was um like introduced everyone would be like the government would be like no that can't happen like fuck no you know
1: but right now we're like Shh,
0: nobody. so are libraries? you still there oh yeah you can't hear me yeah like let's just keep quietly using the
1: libraries like nobody needs to know yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I hear you now. I hear you now. You're back. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um. I was gonna say something about the li- oh, at work uh, we were talking about how people don't read anymore, and I will die on the hill of going to the library and reading. But uh, one of my coworkers, I read a was lot. Like, I have like brag. You do. You read more than me. He was like, I have like thirty books. I was like, that's not a lot of books. That's not a lot of books. Dad. Yeah. And I was like, I hate to tell you, but you should probably read one. He's like, I haven't read any of them, but I have, like, 30. I was like, just pick one up. Just take a look at it. Read it. Maybe, you know, see what happens up top.
0: I am, like, a big reader, so I typically have, like, 15 books going at once, and I'll just, like, hop around. But, yeah. I'm really struggling to finish one book. Just move on to another one. Take a break.
1: I have. I've read, like, two since then. But uh, what were we going to say? I yeah. think we should uh, wrap no, no, no. up
0: because my internet okay. is like over it. Is it? Okay. So right. actually, okay. what are we? Okay. Sorry, sorry. Can you still hear me?
1: I can still hear you.
0: Next week, all right, sorry, week after next, we don't have it scheduled yet. So we'll tell you later. But um, Casper will be on the bonus feed to celebrate Halloween shortly. Um, and then also don't forget on the bonus feed um, we just did our first Spooky Succubus bonus book club edition S-S-C-B-B-E <laughs> so, <laughs> so head over there we read Pet by and Emezi and it was a great discussion um, I love book club so join us and we'll let you know what's coming up in the next few weeks once we figure it out Uh, So remember you can find us at spooky succubus underscore cast on Instagram and our link tree has the Patreon and the tiers have been readjusted so they're cheap, cheap, cheap. So you can get in on the lowest tier at just $1 and that will give you a bonus episode each month and early access to the episodes when we can manage it. We try, but some can't always hack it. Um, Yeah, anything else? No
1: I think that's it Maybe no. we do a poll Maybe we'll do a poll For some uh, upcoming episodes
0: Okay Maybe if our internet Maybe I'll post out, something plan On the plan the poll After yeah uh, Stop
1: Yeah Um But I think Just remember That you can't shit upwards Stay ugly and Get fucked Bye okay. Did we do that backwards? Okay bye No we did it perfectly <laughs>